Hi, Year 6. This is Miss Robson, the English teacher, reading another chapter to you. We're going to read chapter 34 and it is named The Girl with Bare Legs. I'm bundled onto a cart in the village square and wrapped in so many blankets I can barely move. I struggle to stand because I want to find Anatoly, but my body feels weak and wobbly as a spring fawn. Then I spot Anatoly in the shadows behind the flaming ruins of the village hall and I finally relax because he is fine. He gives me a nod, turns and disappears into the darkness. I know Anatoly wants to leave because he's a bear but that doesn't stop me from feeling disappointed. For as long as I can remember Anatoly has arrived like a shooting star, filled my imagination with fantastic stories and then left, always too soon and without ever saying goodbye. And now I know he left me as a baby too, and for all these years never told me he was my father. Despite understanding his reasons, I still feel a sting from his abandonment. Mamochka sits next to me and tries wrapping an arm around my shoulders, then settles for fussing me when it doesn't fit. She dabs goose fat and cucumber ointment on the burns on my hands and face. Yanka, she whispers, tucking my hair behind my ears. I'm so glad you're home. I wrap my arms around Mamuchka and realise for the first time that although I've grown too big to fit into her arms, she fits perfectly into mine. Tears prick my eyes, but strength surges through me, pushing away all thoughts of being unwanted and abandoned. Mamuchka has loved me and cared for me every day since she found me. I can't believe it's taken me so long to realise how much strength that has given me. Every time I've wobbled, she's been there to stop me falling. Her and Sasha and Mousetrap and a few other people in the village too. Some of the babushkas and dushkas, sorry, Sasha's youngest cousin, Vanya and Polina, with her friendly smile. Together, they've supported me, but I've been too blind to see it. I kept thinking I needed to do things on my own, to feel strong. But sitting here, enveloped in Mamochka's love, with Mousetrap on my shoulder and the villagers all around, I feel stronger than ever. Mousetrap snores loudly into my ear and Mamochka leans back and peers at him. Is that Mousetrap? she asks, with a winter coat at the start of spring. He's very proud of it, I nod, and beckon Yui closer. He's hovering a short distance away, nervously watching the sledge dogs gathered further along at the riverbank. I pat the side of the cart I'm sat on and Yuri lies down next to it. This is Yuri. I rub the top of his head between his antlers and he looks up at Mamochka with wide eyes. Is she part of our herd? he asks and I nod. This is my mother. Mamochka strokes Yuri's silk soft snout and frowns at the cuts and burns on his cheeks. She rises to her feet and pulls pots of ointments and powders from her pocket. And after she's finished smearing Yuri's burns with her remedies, she turns to me. Do you need any more? I stretch my arms and legs to see if any of my burns are still sore. The fur on my legs rustles and my claws splay wide. Oh, I look down at my legs. The blanket doesn't hide their shape. I still have bare legs. A smile tugs at the corners of my mouth as I keep think of walking through the forest, feeling all of the vibrations running into my souls. But then, I remember why I went into the forest in the first place. I turned to my mochka, words cascading from my lips. 
I don't want to go to the hospital because these legs don't need a cure. They're part of who I am. In the forest, I found my story and learned these legs are a gift. I want to keep them. So, you did need a story, not medicine, after all. Mamochka smiles as she tucks another blanket around me. I just saw you turn from a bear into a human, she whispers. I don't think I can say the stories of the forest are only fanciful tales anymore. Clearly, there's magic in the forest and in you. Mamochka puts a hand on my cheek. I'm sorry, Yanka. I should have listened to you. I was just so scared. You've always been scared of the forest, but it's beautiful, Mamochka, and I know how to be careful in there and keep myself safe. I've never been scared of the forest, Mamochka shakes her head. I've only ever been scared of losing you. We won't lose each other. I put my hand over Mamochka's, because we belong together, don't we? Mamochka nods. We belong together, no matter what. Her eyes well up and she laughs. Oh, look at me on the brink of tears. There's no need. Sasha appears with three mugs of steaming tea. And we all sit close together and watch the villagers douse the last few fires with barrels of water. I want to get up and help, but Mamochka insists I sit and rest and tells me everything is under control now anyway. Some of the older babushkas and adushkas amble over and scold me for running away and worrying my mamochka. But they smile and kiss my cheeks too. Little Vanya bounces up and demands to know everything about where I've been. As I tell him a few stories, I notice Lilia and Oksana staring at me, their whispered words buzzing like hornets. Lilia points at the bottom of the cart. There's a bear claw poking out from underneath my blankets. I wiggle it and laugh. Their words can't sting through my bare skin. I now know it doesn't matter how they see me. It only matters how I see myself. And I know I belong here in the village, no matter where I came from or what legs I have. I look around until I see Polina, a friendlier face, and I wave at her and smile. She smiles and waves back and warmth flows through me. One thing I've learned on my journey is that it isn't as difficult to make friends as I thought and I already have more friends than I realised. The sky pales in the east announcing the coming dawn but over the great river the sky is still dark and vast and deep. There are scattered stars, wispy clouds and a pale sinking moon. All different but there's room in the sky for them all just as there's room on earth for all kinds of people. If I believe I belong I will find my space. Mousetrap stirs in his sleep and nuzzles against my neck. I reach up and give him a stroke. We don't have to be the same to fit together. I scan the darkness above the water looking for the house with chicken legs, but there's no sign of it. I can't see Valentina in the village either and I wonder where she and Elena have gone. I shake my head and sigh. I didn't get a chance to thank them or to say goodbye. Soon, there are only a few people left in the village square. One of the babushkas brings me a rubarka tunic and a warm reindeer skin coat and hat. Mamochka pulls a long skirt from one of her bags and I recognise the embroidered pictures on the hem. My skirt! I exclaim. The one you decorated for me! Mamochka nods. The search party found your clothes outside the bear cave. They returned to the village thinking a bear had gobbled you up. Oh no! I shake my head thinking of all the grief and worry I must have caused. 
It's all right. Mamochka squeezes my hand. I never believed that for a moment. And when I sewed your skirt back together, I could tell it hadn't been torn by a bear. The seams were just split open. Mamochka helps me dress under the blanket. And as I slide my skirt over my bare legs, I smile. My legs feel right. Like this is how I am meant to be. Because my home is in the village. But a part of me will always be home in the forest too. I reach into my skirt pocket and my hand closes around my map and the wolf claw, Ivan's claw. Maybe next time I see him, I'll give it back to him. Mamochka bustles around trying to load too many things onto the cart and I stand and sway as I find my balance on two legs again. I walk back with Sasha and Yuri, I say, rearranging the carts that Sasha's parents can sit inside instead. Mamochka shakes her head. You should ride back. After all that's happened, you need to rest. I'm fine, Mamochka. I stand tall and pull my shoulders back. I want to walk. I beckon Sasha over and we harness Anatoly's dogs to the cart and help finish loading it up. I see you back at home, Mamochka calls, and I wave as she scoots up the hill ahead of us. The sun peeps over the horizon, throwing peach and violet ribbons across the sky, and I smile.